One of the ten things we all learned in kindergarten was the meaning of show and tell. Uh, when we brought something from home, I once brought a handful of rhubarb from my grandmother's garden and talked about it in front of the class. This was supposed to develop listening and speaking skills. My memory is that rhubarb is not a great conversation starter for kindergartners, but what would you expect from something that's spelled with five H's, R-H-U-H-B-H-A-R-B-H? If for some reason you passed over kindergarten and went directly to high school, then show and tell probably reminds you of the 1973 Al Wilson song of the same name. In my experience, show-and-tell does not work well in the homiletic setting. I've been on the receiving end of some of those homiletic attempts and came away with memories of old Captain Kangaroo shows. This Sunday might be an exception, however. A large map of the Middle East would be helpful in drawing out the meaning of today's readings. That's because Mark's account begins with a geographical reference. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with a sizable crowd, the Lord is on the road again. For the past seven weeks, we have been listening to Mark's description of Jesus' journey from Caesarea Philippi in northern Galilee to Jerusalem. Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday are all in his future. We know this, and so does Jesus. The disciples, however, remain clueless. The direct route from Galilee to Jerusalem passed through Samaria. It, that would have been a trip about, of about 105 miles. A pilgrim walking at a steady pace of 10 miles a day could make that trip in about a week and a half to two weeks, taking time to rest along the way. But that was not the only way. You could, also, you could avoid Samaria altogether by going east of the River Jordan through Perea, which was part of Herod Antipas' kingdom, and then follow the road along the Jordan River Valley to Jericho across the Kidron, and then across the Kidron Valley up the east side of the Mount of Olives, and finally to Jerusalem. According to Mark, this is the way that Jesus took to celebrate the Passover. It was the pilgrim route for generations of Jews going up to the holy city for the high holy days. And that is why Mark tells us that Jesus is accompanied by a sizable crowd. As the crow flies, Jericho is only 15 miles from Jerusalem. But to get there... You pilgrims had to climb 3,300 feet, the equivalent of walking twice the height of the Sears Tower on a winding, hazardous path. It's the same path that the Good Samaritan took going down the other way. Those last 15 miles would have felt more like 30. And not just the climbing, it was through difficult desert conditions. So after nearly two weeks on the road, pilgrims would have come over the crest of the Mount of Olives to see Jerusalem and the temple, the goal of the whole trip, spread out below. It would have been a sight to die for. And Mark is showing us and telling us why this is exactly the point of the Lord Jesus' trip. But it's not just the story of Jesus, it's also the story of those who followed him to his ultimate destination. 
and the full weight of that narrative comes to bear on a blind beggar named Bartimaeus who hopes to get a few coins from the passing pilgrims. He may be physically blind, but Bartimaeus has theological insight, another word for faith, something that the disciples themselves seem to lack. He recognizes who Jesus is by calling him Son of David. It's the same title that the crowd will use on Palm Sunday. And the use of that title tells us that Bartimaeus believes on some level that Christ can and will give him the physical sight he lacks. This is an example of the behavior and attitude that the Lord Jesus consistently calls faith. Unfortunately, the healing of a blind beggar is not a story with a simple moral, as if faith in Christ meant that all we had to do was close our eyes and believe with all our might, and God will give us whatever we ask for or need. To understand this with spiritual insight, we have to read the story of Bartimaeus through the first reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, which is why it's in today's liturgy to begin with. The passage is about the return of the exiles from captivity and the restoration of Israel. Among those exiles are the blind and the lame and the halt, walking on a level road where no one stumbles or falls. The exiles may be on the road, but the road ends at the temple in Jerusalem, where Israel worships her saving and redeeming God. Historically, this is what happened in 538 B.C. when the Jewish captives returned from Babylon. Theologically, this is what happened when Christ offered himself as a sacrificial victim on the cross for the whole of humanity. Spiritually, it is what's happening to and for us whenever we celebrate the divine liturgy, which means that it's happening right now in our midst at this very moment. Separated in time, we could not be with the Lord Jesus on Good Friday. But the Eucharistic liturgy makes that moment present in our lives here and now so that God's work of redeeming, reconciling, and restoring, in other words, opening up our eyes, can be extended even to us 